jalapeno cheddar Cheetos. Okay? Bonerville, table for one. Am I right? <laughs> but they're good. Okay? Like if you want to eat for entertainment or eat your feelings, highly, highly recommend them. Okay? And the best part is they're so spicy, you won't have to share with your kids. Hey, now see, look. Right top of my head. I'm tired. Why not that be the ad slogan? You won't have to share them with your kids. Isn't that great? Okay, I just wanted to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. I'm stopping down here because consistency in podcasting is everything, I tell ya. And I am nothing if not inconsistent. So I'm trying, okay? This is me trying. I know you're wondering, what's going on? Has my family abandoned me because I'm a cranky asshole? Why am I alone? Where is this time coming from? Why am I asking rhetorical questions? If you aren't listening to Done Disappeared, just do it. Okay, if you like true crime podcasts, Done Disappeared is fucking hilarious and very enjoyable. Go listen to it. Uh, Sarah and the kids uh, are off at her parents' house because her brother's in town, and I could not be happier. It's Sunday, uh, December 17th. Just so you know, I'm in the time machine. It's probably going to be not Sunday, December 17th when you're listening to this. I don't know when I'm putting it out. Ah, the mysteries of life, folks. Am I right? I have to stop saying am I right. I'm going to work on that. Am I right? Okay. Yeah, totally. Okay, so I work today. I've worked uh, six days a week for, I don't know, a while now. I had the first week of December off, and uh, I don't know why, but this Christmas seems manageable so far, and I'm not sure why. I think it's because last winter we got completely dumped on. We were just, like, up to our nipples in snow, and for me that's, like, 12 inches of snow. I feel like that's a lot of snow. Like, do you follow my... Okay. But this one seems manageable. And if you want to listen to me freak the fuck out about it being Christmas in Winnipeg while being a mailman, listen to an episode called Microwave. Microwave. It's an episode where I regale you with a tale of a giant heavy microwave that I had to lift in and out of the truck on numerous occasions. Glorious story. Glorious. Speaking of mailmanning, I told you last week about my uh, what's the point dildo delivery, and uh, I like to play a game called These Are the People in Your Neighborhood. Okay, let's play it. So one, one particular household uh, has two lovely men uh, in, living in a home. They're in love, and I really enjoy both of them. I think they're both wonderful. Uh... They're very nice, very funny, very pleasant. Um, they may or may not order medicinal marijuana, none of my business, okay? But they are very happy to see me on particular days of the month, and I am also happy to see them. The only reason I'm bringing any of this up, oh, taking off my wet socks is just, man, does that just feel great. That's how big a hurry I was in to get down here and talk to you people. I, I still am wearing wet socks, the bottom of my pants are wet. Thank you very much. <sighs> okay. So one day I go to the door at this place, this particular place with these two lovely uh, white gentlemen. Uh, th that pertains to the story only in one regard. I knock on the door and I am expecting one of said gentlemen to come to the door. And instead, a very handsome, tiny Filipino man comes to the door and I thought, okay, sure. So I give him the package, wish him... A good day. And I walk away and I thought, well, good for them. 
I'm look, I'm just making assumptions here. That's all I'm doing. I'm just assuming that perhaps occasionally they have a third and it's none of my business. In case you're wondering, none of my business. He could be dog sitting. What do I know? I'm just hoping for the best for them and that that was in fact their special little friend. Okay? What does it have to do with anything? Nothing. Just things that happen. You know, interesting, fun things that happen. Uh, there, it's also the season for giving. Christmas is a very giving season. I'm all gifted out. I've purchased all kinds of dumb shit for people who don't really need any more dumb shit, namely my children. You know, I was, I was convinced for a time that my daughter was a Terminator sent from the future. Like, to protect us, maybe. To destroy me, perhaps. Uh, she just does a lot of things very methodically. Almost like she's had forethought, like she's somehow seen this all before. And yesterday, for example, was the uh, office Christmas party that I don't go to. Uh, oh, sorry. Pardon my chair squeak. Anymore. And I've set that rule for myself because I have social anxiety, which is startling, right? Because I'm sitting in a closet talking to however many people about my life. So you'd think there's someone who can talk, enjoy social activities, but you'd be wrong. You'd be very wrong. Okay, I don't do well. I, I end up drinking to overcompensate for my anxiety and, oh, the hijinks. And the other reason I don't go is because somehow, some way, somebody gonna run to done. Don't you know, don't you know, things will change, things will go your way. If you hold on, God, I'm tone deaf, things will go your way. Okay, look. I don't know where that came from. I'm so fucking tired and I'm going to get to that. So just hang on a second. The office Christmas party is usually comprised of a small group of people whom you see on a day-to-day -day basis and in my case in uniforms. And now you get the chance to see them in people clothes. And that freaks me out. I have these people boxed up. They are in the uniform box. And seeing them in people clothes is too much for my brain to handle. And inevitably, someone at that party will get drunk. And inevitably, you can't help but talk about that really drunk person, which is usually me, uh, the next day at work. It's just how it goes, right? So I just remove myself from the situation. I keep my mom jeans at home. And the other problem I'm having lately is mom jeans, okay? I don't know where to go. I'm, to quote uh, one of my favorite movies, I'm too young to be old. I'm too old to be young. Do you remember that from Fried Green Tomatoes? Remember Kathy Bates when she was still fat Kathy Bates? Although she was still fat Kathy Bates at the end of the movie, but they just put her in spandex and a headband, so you were, like, under this impression that she was fit. And she had a carrot, I think. Anyway, I feel like that. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. Because, you know, like, 10, 15 years ago, I kind of had an idea of where I should shop. But, like, where's the old lady store? Where do I get jeans from? I don't know. I, I got my last few pairs at Mark's Work Warehouse. Size 14. Do you remember that? An episode called Mom Jeans, where I talked all about that and how I wanted to slit my wrist because I was a size 14. I'm now, I think, a size 10. I'm going to go with that. Uh, those jeans now completely fall off if I'm not wearing a belt. And I've washed them so much. Um, the, the control top curve tech, pardon me. Let's try that again. Control top curve tech, uh, you know, what sucks you in and keeps you keeps your belly flap tight is completely worn to shreds like you can see that they're made of like an elastic jeggings type material because 
when you wash them so much, they get these striations. Like, you can see that I'm wearing mom. Like, it's overtly obvious, okay? Like, it is there. I put the M in mom jeans. Motherfucker. Okay? It's unfortunate, but true. So, I'm self-conscious about that. I don't know where the fuck I'm supposed to go. I don't know what I'm supposed to wear. Like, I just don't care about my physical appearance. I mean, I've always been ugly, but I haven't always been fat. And I've been fat for, man, like six years now. So you think I'd be used to it, but I'm not. I just avoid mirrors. And, uh, yeah, no one, no one needs that. Anyway, if anyone has a tip on where I could get some size 10 jeans that aren't like super low cut and inappropriate and would be really gross on a muffin toppy body, I am open to suggestion. Okay, find me. Facebook, Twitter, changeofaddress69 at gmail.com. Help me for the love of Jesus Christ. Help me. Okay, Sorry, I'm okay. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. So why am I so tired? What an excellent question. Thanks for keeping the conversation going. You are so nice. So, like I said, I was pretty sure Stella was some kind of Terminator. Good or bad, I don't know. But uh, she she has this, like, ability when I'm putting her to bed. Some nights she just doesn't want to go to bed. Which, I mean, cool, right? So we just kind of lay there and I rock her for, like, an hour and 20 minutes until she goes to sleep. Which is... Uh, you know, you can imagine. And last night, for whatever reason, she she will rip out a chunk of my ponytail close to my ear and then she'll run her fingers through it. Like, just to play with it, I guess. While she's, like, lulling me into this false sense of security and comfort. And then every once in a while, when I think that perhaps she's finally fallen asleep, she grabs my hair and twists it around her little tiny knuckles and pulls as hard as she fucking can. Okay, so while my coworkers are out having adult beverages and uh, a buffet of a potluck buffet, I am in a dark, tiny room rocking a Terminator to sleep. That's where I'm at. Okay, and then that Terminator got up at one in the morning. Just I don't know. Is she lonely? Is she lonesome tonight? I think so. So Sarah got up at one. Uh, I got up at 5.30, and I've been up ever since. So fun. Have kids, they said. It'll enrich your life, they said. You'll never fucking sleep again, is what they should have said. Okay? It's all good. It's all good. One more mailman story. I promise this is it. It's very brief, okay? It's what I like to call boring. Okay? Uninteresting. I'm grasping at straws. Things of that nature. That's where we're at. We're in a tiny closet. Desperately trying to cling to some form of youth. And trying to make size 14 mom jeans work. Okay? Are you with me? Who's with me? Gather your cats, ladies. Harness them up. Let's roll. Okay. Don't just stay. Please, I mean, you guys are all I have. Please, God, just stay. Okay? You don't have to like it. Just stay. Great. Okay, cool. I felt like we bonded, so I'm pretty sure. I'm feeling pretty confident in our relationship. And uh, yeah, I'm coming across a little bit needy. That's okay. It's not. Life's not a race. Okay? It's not a race. Okay. So in this whole Christmas thematic thing I've got going here, boring the shit out of you, uh, 
there are a lot of kind people in the world who tip their mailman. I think you should tip your mailman because it's not always an easy job. And if you live in a snowy climate, uh, shovel, that's nice. You know, if you don't want to tip your mailman, keep your sidewalk nice and neat. So, you know, when I fall and break my fucking shoulder on your driveway because you didn't shovel because you're a fuckface, you know, maybe, maybe I wouldn't have a permanent injury. Okay? It just constantly aches. And I can't, you know, really lift anything with my right arm. And if I have to deliver mail, you know, and move my arm 700, 800, 900 times a day, depending on the day, uh, it hurts. So just please shovel, everyone. Let's all learn from my mistake. Just fucking shovel. But, I mean, I have a very good route with a lot of really kind people on it. And they they tip me. And I feel uh, honored by that tip. And it's, you know, been a while since I had a route. It's been like a year and a half now. And before that, I had one. And before that, I didn't. And if you're relief and you're a mailman, you're just kind of bouncing around. You know, week here, week there, maternity leave, whatever you can get pretty well. But in my mind, the cardinal rule of mailmanning at Christmas is if you're covering someone else's route and they're away for whatever reason, you don't keep the tips, okay? It'll come in an envelope. It'll say mailman, letter carrier, to whom it may concern, thank you, whatever the fuck it is. I, when I was a relief person, I would write the address on it and bring it back, bundle them all up, give it to the supervisor, have them hold on to it until that person came back because it's the right thing to do. And sometimes right and wrong is black and white. No gray area. Just right and wrong. And in my mind, those tips are not for me. I have not been there all year. They belong to the person who's had to deal with these fucking people all year long. Okay? And at this Christmas party, I wasn't there. Okay? But I heard, you know, heard that there was a relief gentleman who, who took one of these letter carrier tips from the person who owned the route. Uh, sorry, from the mailbox and kept it. And I just... It made my skin crawl, and when I found out who it is, I, I just, I see you now. You're a piece of shit. I just feel like you're a total fucking idiot and an asshole. And he thinks he's going to get away with it. He stole, sorry. He claims it said letter carrier on it and that it was for him. It was a $100 Tim Hortons gift card. That is very rare. Okay, a $100 anything is virtually unheard of. Okay, so this guy's a piece of shit. Period. End of story. I'm just outraged. I heard about it today, and I just feel like I'd like to punch him in the face. But what am I really going to do about it? Nothing. That's right. Good guess. Okay, in other news, I as well got tipped very well from a particular gentleman, and I hope he's not assuming anything untowards happening because I'm not interested, but it was a very generous tip, and I appreciated it, but I don't know that I deserve it. <laughs> okay, shut up. You shut up. Shut up, you. Nobody's talking to you. Uh, here's the thing. I have a couple segments from Rainbow, and for whatever motherfucking reason, they will not download and open with iTunes like they usually do. I don't know if I'm stupid. I don't know if Rainbow sent it in a different format than usual, etc., etc. But I'm going to have to play it from my computer. So it's going to sound like shit. But 
it's better than nothing. Am I right? Okay, so let's hear that. Bear with me. Sorry, Rainbow. I just figured something's better than nothing. Hey guys, how is it going? It's Rainbow Bright here. Uh, Lisa is sick. She is in the bedroom and is uh, not going to record with us today. She came home early for work. She came home early from work. Although, <laughs> I might put her to work anyways, even though she's sick. Um, and she is resting right now, so she's not going to record with me. Um, I recorded a segment for Sandra after Mamma Mia got... Well, after I heard the first segment for Mamma Mia, I hope she is doing much better now. Um, it sounds like everything is okay, but it was super stressful. And then um, a segment that I had done was like about that lady that left a horrible review and Sandra's like Catholic problems. I too am a recovering Catholic. And then I felt super weird about the segment that I did where I like encouraged her to pretty much blackmail people into accepting her. So um, I'm going to send her both segments, but if you didn't hear the other one, it was probably as awkward as I thought it was. Um, I ended up texting, well, not texting, I guess Facebook messaging Sandra after uh, Mamma Mia had her her stroke, and I had heard it on the episode, and um, we got into a conversation, and then um, I mentioned that I'd been going to the gym, which is something that I've been doing since January this year. I lost 35 pounds, um, and I said, I have gym stories for you, to which Sandra replies, I love gym stories, and I'm like, you fucker, I listen to your shows, okay? You bitch openly about the person that on your Facebook is, like, always posting about their gym drama and stuff like that. So I'm like, Sandra, you you don't realize how much I know you, but you'll tolerate my gym stories anyways. So um, the gym stories that I have, I kind of work out in this bro gym because I work for a university, so it's, like, all of these 18, like, pinnacle of their youth fittest like even some of them are like just below that professional athlete level so basically I'm working with like Amazons and um Captain America type of body physiques um but I I don't care I don't get this fat shame that like women get when they go to gyms like like would you look at somebody in a wheelchair and be like you know what get out of that wheelchair. You don't really need it because that's the attitude that I go into a gym with. I'm like, I'll see like a skinny person on the gym in the gym when it's busy and they're like on a machine. And I'm like, excuse me, I need that. Like, like, come on, like get off the machine. Seriously. You're fine. Like I need to be on that machine. So I just never think people are judging me, even if they are uh, about being overweight and being in a gym because it's like, I need to be here. Okay. Like I am heavy. I got halfway to my 600-pound life, and then I realized, like, I don't want to be on that show that Sandra is watching. As much as I enjoy making her laugh hysterically, I, I do not want to get to that point. So um, I'm 35 pounds down, and that is great. But since I've been going to the gym, there's all these kids, and they work out, and they work out so hard. And, like, I've lost 35 pounds, and I've not killed myself. Like, I go at a pace that I can maintain, but I don't do anything crazy like this crossfit and these crazy diets and stuff that people do like I just I've never been able to get on board with that so these kids are like next to me and they're just working out on this machine I was like running one day and there's a chick behind me and she's just going hard going hard 
And all of a sudden, I hear from behind me, like, she just pushed herself, like, a little too hard. And she goes, ah! She just lets out this warrior cry to keep going. And, guys, it scared me. I almost ran through the window. Like, I, it was terrifying. Like, these chicks are super into this stuff. And I'm just, like, trundling along. Um, and then there's these gigantic men that come into the gym, and they're just ripped. And... Like, there's a weight room in the gym, so that's normally where they stay, but when they come upstairs to do the cardio on, like, the little treadmills and stuff like that, they just go freaking crazy on the machines. Like, there'll be a guy next to me on the treadmill, and, like, the ground is vibrating from how hard and fast he's running, and they break the machines. So there I am, like, with my chubby bum, like, working out between, like, two broken machines, and nobody thinks that, like, the Incredible Hulk came in and broke the machines. Like, I'm going, like, two miles an hour. I'm not breaking the machines, but I'm sure everybody in the gym is like, oh, great, fatty, fatty two-by-four, couldn't fit through the kitchen door, came into the gym and broke all of our shit. So <laughs> that's my story of being at the gym. There are girls that have crazy warrior cries and men who look like they've had some kind of terrible science experiment that's gone horribly wrong on them and they want to destroy the world and then there's me just just trying to lose weight and so far so good I guess other than being slightly terrified by the people in the gym but at the same time I don't feel that they're judging me uh, what else? I got terrified by a gigantic spider. Uh, I had a really important meeting, so I came into work, and I was getting into the elevator, and uh, I saw something move, and it was the size of a small mouse, and, like, in Manitoba, it's cold. Like, the bugs here, one good thing about it being ridiculously fucking cold for half the year is that the bugs don't get that big. So when you see a big, gigantic bug... It's terrifying. Like, it's not something we're used to seeing. So this gigantic spider, about the size, like, I thought it was a baby mouse. That's, like, what I thought it was. So I, like, jumped to the side. There's this big, gigantic spider. I was waiting for the elevator to come down and pick me up. Uh, because, of course, I'm trying to lose weight, so why wouldn't I take the elevator? Um, but I was waiting for the elevator, and I see this huge fucking spider out of the corner of my eye so I'm like ah and I jumped back and of course the doors open at this point so I spent like half a second processing that it was a huge spider and I wanted to get away from it and then the elevator doors started to close and I'm like I don't want to be stuck in this room with this spider so I stuck out my hand um and I caught the door with my elbow and of course I stuck out the hand that was holding my coffee and the elevator doors like just slowly closed on my hand and on my coffee and I wasn't strong enough to push them back open and they squeezed my coffee so hard that the lid popped off and the coffee went all over me. Um, and then at the end of it, they closed completely and I was still stuck in the room with the spider. So that was not not the best adulting I've done lately. Um, what else? We had a guy. We live in a bad neighborhood. Sandra knows the neighborhood that we live in. Um, apparently, it used to be quite a nice little Italian neighborhood, but, but not so much anymore. We're trying to gentrify it where the gays that are trying to gentrify the area but there's still there's still problems the benefit is it's really close to work but it's not a super great neighborhood so at three o'clock in the morning one of the days this week we're sleeping and you just hear somebody like freaking 
bounce off the fence. Like, he just, like, like you just hear, and then, fuck! <laughs> and I guess this guy, he'd been running from the police, you hear all these sirens, and they were trying to arrest him, and he thought he could get through our courtyard for our building, but there's a gigantic fence at the back, and he just, like, ran full tilt into it. So then you hear the cops come, and they're arresting him, and he apparently actually had a 22 caliber handgun, but uh, he threw it away. Luckily, he was not looking to do a shootout in our courtyard, but that was fucking scary. That was close. I didn't even wake up. I, like, I heard it, I woke up, and then I went right back to sleep. So I probably wouldn't have moved until he fucking shot something anyways. Lisa stayed up, and she was like, yeah, the guy was going like, oh, my head, my head. And Lisa's like, the cops were going... I didn't even touch your head. Like, so obviously this guy was going to try and sue the police or some stupid thing, but it was pretty funny to hear just somebody bounce off the back of the fence at three in the morning. He's like, fuck. So, uh, yeah, he got busted. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything really else to tell you about my life. Um, Pride is happening in the city right now. So if Pride is happening where you are, have a happy Pride. But other than that, I figured I would just share some funnier stories because my last segment was less funny and more awkward so I hope you guys are all okay I've been back listening to like all I've listened to all the change of address episodes I've been so productive at work I don't know why but it's just because I know Sandra and like your voice is so comforting I get so much done when I listen to your show it's ridiculous like I've been so productive this past week week because I have watched literally watched listened to literally pretty much every episode of the change of address podcast again and like I would love to hear from some of our contributors that like we have like fallen off the wagon like Kendra Tales where even Electric Gary like I know you have your own show but come back and do a segment I miss you guys um I will try and leave an iTunes review I've listened to Sandra's show forever and I've never actually on an iTunes review, I have to admit, so maybe I'll go do that now, because I'm a horrible person. Um, So I hope everybody's great. I hope to hear from you guys. Have a great summer, and a great Pride, and take care. Bye! Have a great summer, and a great Pride. Yeah. Okie doke. It's the end of December, almost. Okay, December 17th is where we're at. So I'm a giant piece of shit. And, uh, we all already knew that. So that's okay. You know what? That's all right. Okay, let me consult my list. I'm sorry about the sound quality on that. For whatever reason, I couldn't download it. But something's better than nothing. I'd rather have shitty audio quality that's entertaining than excellent audio quality that you can't fucking hear. Because it wouldn't work. Okay, that's where we're at. Okay, let's see. Uh, Rainbow's other segment. I think I have one more. It must be... The one that she's talking about. Pardon me one quick sec. I'm just going to consult. Let me just have a quick little look-see here because I did get another segment from Lisa. I'm just looking right now, so please bear with me. It had something to do with pussy hair, I believe. Which, I mean, who doesn't want to hear about that? Cooter board hair. That must be it. Or unsolicited advice. I think I've played that one. Oh, these are from the end of August. Okay, I don't feel that bad. Because, I mean, really, that's almost September, which is a burr month, and we're still in a burr month. You know, December, as they say. So, yeah, absolution, for sure. 
Okay, let me see. iTunes review. Rainbow, fuck yourself, okay? We've been homeboys for a long fucking time now. Since way back in 2010, when I started podcasting. And unfortunately, I am still doing it. You're welcome. Get your fucking shit together, Rainbow. Don't, don't make me come over. I do know where you live. And funny story, okay, I grew up where Rainbow lives. I can't remember where Rainbow's from. I feel like it's somewhere out of the city where she grew up. I don't know. I have I've Facebook stalked the shit out of her. Uh, I have no, no friends, nothing to do, so this is what I did with my time. I grew up where Rainbow lived. Once upon a time, many moons ago, it was an immigrant haven. Uh, my mom said they bought their first house, I think, in 1966. I could chop that out of the interview I did with her, but I don't know. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. How much time do I have to invest in this? I don't know. I'm spending my me time with you, so it's now you time. You're welcome. Or I'm sorry. Whatever the case may be. So... It was, an in, it was an immigrant paradise, okay? Like, the houses were relatively cheap. My mom said she spent $9,000 on her first house. And uh, there were nothing but Italians and Portuguese as far as the eye can see. Okay? The West End. Now, you know, God bless you, Lisa. Good luck with the gentrifying. I'm proud of you. When I watch Shameless, I think of you because on Shameless... They live in the south side of Chicago and the lesbians are moving in to gentrify and then no one will be able to afford to live there and Starbucks will be on every corner. And that's what you're trying to achieve. And good for you because that neighborhood is dying without you. Oh, wait a second. Okay, I'm going to get back. Let me write down rainbow uh, neighborhood. Neighborhood. Uh, before I forget, living in the West End was a very exciting experience. You never know what was going to happen. And sometimes you smoke a lot of drugs with your friends and you're 14 and you fear for your life walking home because anything could happen. I remember one time being so stoned and so terrified because, you know, I get paranoid, which is why I don't smoke weed anymore, except when it legalizes in Canada sometime in July, I will try it and maybe I'll do a podcast stoned. Who knows? Because I'd like to know how much fucking THC is whatever in whatever the fuck I'm consuming as opposed to the ditch weed I was smoking before. I think I've only ever smoked good weed like a handful of times. Every other time, you know, you giggle for like half an hour and then you find yourself at the bottom of a bag of Doritos that you've doused in mustard. I could go for that right now. That's still good. High or no. Okay. And one time there was a lady, all I could hear is this jingling and I thought it was keys and someone was running up behind me, but I was too scared to look because I didn't want to look like a pussy. So I just kind of braced myself for impact because that's who I am as a person. And it, what it turned out to be is a woman covered in several Afghans who uh, was very obviously homeless, who had been going through people's backyards and garbage for empties. And the jingling was the shopping cart full of empties. True story. Now today I was delivering parcels on a route that's not my own. And I didn't realize how fucking good uh, I have it on my route because it's just, it's a working neighborhood. There's affluent sections and then there's not so affluent sections and then there's really not affluent sections. Okay. And this neighborhood I was delivering in today on a route that wasn't mine, um, not very affluent. Uh, it's, you know, and, and that doesn't matter, you know, uh, how much money you make doesn't decry what kind of person you are. But in this particular instance, I feel like it was child tax very recently, perhaps today, I don't know. And uh, I knocked on one door in this complex and I had very obviously woken this woman and it was noon. I mean, 
don't know, maybe she works nights. Why am I assuming she was drunk last night? But while I was on her doorstep knocking, I can hear the dulcet tones of a domestic disturbance through the wall. I'm outside. I can hear it through the wall of her neighbor's house. Like just that high-pitched, whining, complaining uh, voice. Like she was really giving it to her husband. And uh, yeah, I don't know why I brought that up, but I just, I guess it's been so long since I've heard a domestic disturbance that I just, it kind of... Uh, jarred me a little bit, I guess. So anyway, back to Rainbow's neighborhood. It's It used to be full of immigrants and then it got shady as fuck because they just let people... Uh, yeah. It was a cheap place to live so people who were on welfare moved in. Which doesn't make you a bad person unless you're already a bad person and you're also on welfare. Then, yeah, you're just a shitty person. So they kind of moved in and then the immigrants were like, yeah, I love having my house broken into four times in a month, which happened to my family. So I'm just going to kind of fucking leave now. And then as the immigrants left, more low-income housing moved in. They moved them into those houses. Yada, yada, yada. Every bike I ever had got fucking stolen. And uh, yeah, people just left because obvious reasons. So that's where Rainbow lives. Now, when I grew up, I wasn't always making good life choices in my teenage years. I made some really stupid decisions, which led to me being in high school for an extra two years. Yeah, just not good. <laughs> I just did some really fucking stupid things like, I don't know, skip school, smoke drugs and watch Days of Our Lives when I really even didn't even really like soap operas. But it was the time period where Marlena turned into a panther. Do you guys remember that? Like, that was like the pinnacle of HD and daytime television. Anybody? No one? That would have been, what, 94, 95? Nobody. You guys all went to school? Okay. Well, look. We're all different people. In that time frame. Now, pardon me. I'm just, let me, let me link my fingers together. Okay? And tell you a little story. Here's a story. We hung out with an interesting crowd of people. Sometimes, sometimes they were kind of rough and sometimes they were cool. So on one of these particular occasions, uh, I believe I was inside the building that Lisa, my future sister wife, and Rainbow live in, according to what they have posted on Facebook, which I am uh, glued to because they do fun stuff and I wish I was them. So I'm pretty sure I have been uh, extremely drunk in that building, if not their individual condominium. Okay, I may or may not have thrown up violently due to alcohol poisoning in the place that they call home now. You're welcome. Okay, so yeah, I used to live there and I may or may not have thrown up all over your bathroom. Okay, let's cross that off the list. Rainbow Neighborhood, check. Other segment, we've got that. Uh, okay. Contri contributors, where did everyone go? I don't know. Podcasting is a funny thing. Sometimes you say something and you piss people off and they disappear. Like, there's a few people, like, you know when you get your, on this day in fucking whatever, 2014, uh, you have these memories and there's comments under there. So sometimes I'm like, oh, who the fuck commented on my joke about, remember when the monkey got left at Ikea and it was in that little kind of lambskin jacket? Do you remember that? The the little tiny monkey looking forlorn out of the window of the Ikea? It was right around that t time period. And then I posted a status about how I bet that wasn't the first time someone spanked their monkey at Ikea. Yeah. 
anyway, I scrolled through and you know, people that used to contribute to this show contributed at certain intervals. I'm not even friends with them on Facebook anymore. They just ghosted me, which is okay because I'd rather be ghosted than have you tell me why you left and a litany of reasons why you're not interested. Like, I don't care. Okay? Everybody gets offended at something at some point, and that's okay. Everyone is entitled to be offended. Like I myself. I listen to shows. Sometimes Keith and the Girl makes me, like, violently angry. And I've been listening to that show since, I'm going to say, 2009 or so. So it's been a long time. And I overall like the show. But sometimes I feel like enraged like with all of this uh hashtag me too stuff going on where women are just like you know what we're blowing this shit up because because fuck you that's why you can't do that anymore and i just hear keith like saying all these things and i've listened to shows in the not so distant past where he would wear sweatpants to a strip club and in the states they grind on you like they will sit on you and grind on you and uh, he would flip his dick up in the sweatpants and the girl would grind on him and he would orgasm without their consent, without paying them any extra. He'd go to the bathroom, get himself cleaned up and go home, which is gross on numerous levels. And then I distinctly remember a show just a few years ago where he talked about, um, I guess they have like a Hooters or something in New York, something kind of like that. And these women were being um, groped and uh men were saying really gross, suggestive things to them. And he's like, well, if they don't like it, don't fucking work there. Well, hey, how about men keep their fucking hands to themselves and keep their rude comments to the table when the waitress walks away, like everyone else fucking does. So now when I hear him like with this holier than thou bullshit attitude now, it just makes me want to rip my fucking hair out because I know you like, like Rainbow knows me. I know them and I remember things. And anyway, it drives me fucking crazy. Okay, so my point being that sometimes I walk away from that show for months at a time because it just makes me mad. But I always come back because it's like an old friend and I'm still interested in what they're doing and what they're, what's going on in their lives. So I'm assuming to some extent that happens here as well. Contributors leave. They don't ever come back. I don't know. I, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've gotten one segment that's uh, basically about all the other stories that they have to tell. And then they never, ever contribute I'm choking on my own saliva. They never contribute again. And it's just fucking irritating. I had one contributor that was kind of consistent for a short time. And uh, Winnipeg is very small and the lesbian community is very small. And she knew somebody that contributed to this show. And she basically uh, sent me one segment where she uh, knew that girl in real life and just shit all over her and told this awful story. Be it true or not, I didn't care. And she wanted me to play it. And I said, look, I'm not going to play that for this litany of reasons. And I just don't want to cause drama. And after that, she dropped me. She's gone. Never came back. Never left another segment because she wanted me to play this one uh, where those two gals got into like a, a dispute. And I just didn't want to do it. So she's gone. Electric Gary. Look, Electric Gary has been around a long time. I think he's just Gary now. He's dropped the electric. And he's got his own show, The Tangent Lounge, which is on this feed. It's on his own feed. And he's busy. He's crawling in fucking crawl spaces and finding weird shit. So I can't expect him to come back. I'm just looking for fresh meat. We had Kristen E. once, which was good. I thought she was really funny. I was hoping she'd come back, but she's got two young kids too. And we're all just fucking trying not to kill ourselves, aren't we? Okay. So I don't know where Tails went. I don't know. Kendra's still around. She won the salsa. But uh, 
that's about it. She's got a girlfriend now, so she's getting pussy and doesn't need us anymore. Okay, no offense, Kendra. Guilt trips are awesome. Uh, okay, podcasting community. That's what I wanted to talk about as well. I really want to get back into this so we can have an actual community. I just kind of got into the mindset where I just don't give a flying fuck about Facebook and I don't give a shit about the uh, show Facebook page, but that's probably the exact wrong thing to do because you want people to be involved and that's kind of the whole fucking point. But I also feel like I don't want to write on it at all. So I just have to fucking do it. Okay. Because, I mean, this community is fun. I provide a wonderful space for you to let free any of your racist diatribes or if you had something really embarrassing happen to you and you want to get it off your chest and bring joy to many people. I'm here. Okay? Change of address, 69 at gmail.com. Go ahead. You send me a voice memo. Let's laugh at you for a change. Okay? All right. And let's see. Uh, congratulations on losing 35 pounds. That is a lot of pounds. I mean, there's a part of me that laments that you will not be on the, my 600-pound life, but I'm also much happier that you're feeling healthier. And I love gym stories. You know what I don't love is my one friend who is the most obnoxious Facebook person in the history of the world. Like, usually there's different versions of obnoxious Facebook people, but she is all of them encompassed into one irritating human being. Great friend in real life, terrible Facebook person. She checks into her own house. She feels the need to tell you what movie she's watching. She tells you where she's going. She says good morning to Facebook. She says good night to Facebook. She tells you about what time she went to the gym. Another status about what she did at the gym. Another status about when she's leaving the gym. That's three in, like, think about how many fucking status updates that is. No one fucking cares. I feel like just, you know, grabbing her and screaming, no one fucking cares. Because if you ask yourself, who fucking cares about whatever you're going to post on any form of social media, you will never post anything again. Because the answer is no one. No one fucking cares. Okay? No one. But that's not the point. The point is to write dumb shit and have people fucking like it or whatever. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Things got out of hand there. Okay, fat shaming at the gym. I really don't think super, super fit, muscular people fat shame anyone. I think they feel like, good for you, you're making an effort, you're improving your life, and that's all that matters, okay? Because that's how I feel. When I see someone uh, a little bit you know, heavier set, someone much like myself, running anywhere for any reason, I think fucking good for you, dude. You're doing much more than I possibly could. Uh, my mom's doing fine, just fine. She's doing fine and dandy. She's doing great. Hopefully that keeps up. I'd really like that because I want her to be healthy and happy and irritate the ever-loving fuck out of me for many years to come, okay? And uh, someone robbed her garden this summer, okay? I don't know what kind of monstrous piece of shit would do that uh but I kind of thought my mom was crazy and uh she'd say someone's been in the garden and I I thought well how do you know that and she said well, I watch things grow and it is true like she's out there you know she goes first thing in the morning she goes at lunchtime she goes in the evening she walks around she looks at things watches things grows she's like mentally planning on when to pick them she's like yeah I had this one plant had so many green beans on it. So, so many. And she's like, I was going to pick some and some of them I let 
uh, go to seed, like to get really um, big so I could plant them. And I went out there this morning and they were gone. And I was like, okay. And then I went and looked at the plant the same day because I thought, you know, Strokey McStrokerson over here, she's probably got no memory. Nope, she was right. Because I remembered that one uh, green bean plant as well. And as the summer goes on, more and more things go, go missing. And it's not like they're subtle where they'll take like, you know, one or two things from each plant. They'll decimate the entire plant of whatever it is. Like they'll pick all of the tomatoes. Like it was just blatant and uh, shitty. And so one day my niece is sitting outside. Uh, I don't know what the fuck. Rock painting, I think. Painting rocks was really cool in Winnipeg this summer. Like people would paint rocks with fucking whatever on it and hide them places for kids to find, which is really cute. And then you take a picture and then you post it on Winnipeg Rocks on the Facebook page. And it's a real wonderful thing to do. I don't think they have that in Rainbow's neighborhood. I think they just have like crack, like crack, like crack. Instead of, you know, actual rocks, they have crack rocks. Do you know what I mean? And if you find one of those ducky for you okay so my niece is sitting outside painting these fucking rocks and like you know it's light out here till about 10 so she was out there till about 10 30 and she was sitting out there and mind you she's 17 right or 16 so she's sitting out there and some there's two people a man and a woman and she said she watched them walk into the garden and they started picking stuff and she said she kicked her, she got scared because, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure I would have gotten scared too a little bit. She kicked her chair out and it made a lot of noise. And the man says to the woman in perfect English, because I know what you're thinking. I was assuming some fucking immigrant was robbing the garden too. No, she said they spoke perfect English. And she's like, they, the man said to the woman, someone's outside. Let's go. So in their hurry, we have these big, tall garden stakes. Like they're kind of like survey stakes. I guess he grabbed one to kind of like get out of there as like a cane and he snapped it in half and he they ran, my niece said. So I don't know if they came back after that or if they got spooked. But man, my mom's like, oh, they're lucky I wasn't outside. I would have turned the hose on those fucking assholes. Because do you know how much work it takes to make a fucking vegetable garden? Like even just for me. I, I tried to get it rototilled from several different companies and they were all fucking dickheads. So I went to um, Home Depot, Lesbian Paradise. And uh, rented my own fucking rototiller and did it for like 50 bucks. Fuck you. Okay? So it, I did that. And then you've got to plant everything, which is like another fucking, I don't know, eight hours. And then you've got to, you know, hoe between the rows, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'd like to hoe your row. And water. Like the amount of water and the labor and the cost of the plants. Like, fuck, it's, it's fucking expensive and time consuming. And I like doing it only because it gives my mom something to do. And it helps her exercise. Now, these fucking white overprivileged cocksuckers who live in my mom's neighborhood, which is a very, very nice neighborhood. It's not the fucking shithole that area that Lisa and Rainbow live in. It's like a nice place, like somewhere you'd want to live. I'm just kidding. I can't figure out why contributors leave. I never play their stuff and then I hurt their feelings. <laughs> so they obviously have money. Like no one drives into that neighborhood to steal from vegetable fucking gardens. There's someone who've, who've walked by, see that there's steaks in there or maybe peeked over the fence and they're like, hmm, I'm coming back for those sweet, sweet heirloom tomatoes that my dad fucking smuggled into the country in 1962 in a condom in his asshole. Hope you enjoyed those tomatoes. Hope they were real sweet. Okay. Wow, we really got a lot of that segment. Okay, Facebook annoying. Okay, fat shaming. No, iTunes reviews. Please leave one. I know you're wondering why. Or maybe you want to just leave a real shitty one because, God, I don't blame you. But just leave one. Five stars. Leave a little message. You know, it's a nice thing to do. It's the right thing to do. 
Okay, contributors are gone. Thanks for pointing that out, Rainbow. Okay. Uh, podcasting community got that. Uh, Electric Geary. Okay, one more thing I want to talk about very briefly. Oh my god, this show's going to end up being about an hour. Okay, I'm so sorry. When I talked about uh, Jolene and Dr. Mike's wedding, I don't know why it's not Dr. Mike and Jolene, but in my brain it's Jolene and Dr. Mike and it always will be. So they got married. Now, I couldn't go because it would cost, it would have cost like thousands of dollars. Okay? I mean, I'm going to guess between airfare and accommodations and spending money, it probably would have cost me $2,200. And I just don't have it. And I really wish I could have gone. I was hoping, you know, maybe Air Miles wouldn't have fucked me over and said, hey, we're going to have an expiry date on all your air miles, so take all your air miles and buy this stupid fucking stick vacuum instead of having an experience. Like, maybe then I could have gone, you know? So, yeah. Uh, but I, I just couldn't, and it broke my heart. But I couldn't go, and uh, so I get a message from Electric Gary, who's now just Gary. So we're in a transitional phase with Electric Gary's name, just Gary. We're all going to know who I'm talking about. Very good. He, <laughs> I once took a picture many moons ago uh, when I was working outside and in Winnipeg, it, like it gets fucking cold. Like it gets to like minus 40 Fahrenheit. Imagine that. And sometimes even colder. One time it got to minus 50 something with the wind chill here. It was fucking insane. It was colder here than it was on Mars. And, uh, I took a picture, a selfie, the only selfie I think I've ever taken. I feel like that's pretty true. And I'm in a balaclava. I don't know what you got, what Americans call that. It's like a toque that rolls all the way down to your neck, but it's got little eye holes. So I'm hustling, and when you do that, your whole face will frost over, like with white, kind of almost like furry-looking frost. And then I had snow on my eyelashes, so they were kind of, uh, they looked like I had put on white mascara, like really thick. And he always thought that picture was, well, it really, it was the only picture I've ever had on Facebook that's relatively close to my face, uh, because I'm ugly. And um, he, he asked me for it. And he wanted it to be a surprise, but he asked me for the photo. He couldn't find it. So I sent it to him because he wanted to put my snow covered head on a popsicle stick and, you know, pretend I was at the wedding with everyone, which I found very amusing. So, you know, there's he took a photo of me at various. Um, what am I trying to th what are those like monuments and shit? Like when they went around on their trip, they'd take a picture of me with different things. And at the wedding, you know, they had my little weird popsicle head with with different guests and with Jolene and Dr. Mike. And it was kind of like I was there. And not only did they do that, they sent me a photo album, <laughs> like with actual tactile real photos, like a real photo album of my frosty head with all these things and uh, all the guests at the wedding. And it was like I was there. And I thought that was really cool. So thanks, Gary. I don't even know if you're still fucking listening. Mercy. Okay. Uh, enjoy. You know, sometimes you meet people and by meet them, I mean, talk at them on the internet. And uh, it's a really, really cool thing. Because if you think about it, without podcasting, if it didn't exist, like if a fat, stupid loser didn't have the ability to sit in her basement like a, I wanted to say retard. Can you say retard anymore? I kind of just did. So let's just go with it. Okay. You know, it's one of those words that's like on the naughty list, but anyway, without podcasting, I don't know that Jolene and Dr. Mike would be together. Like whichever podcast really sealed the deal. Does it matter? The point is that I can send my voice all over the internet and maybe reach out to a lesbian or a 
guy. I doubt it. I didn't even believe it as I said it. And maybe, maybe somebody will get a giggle out of my pathetic, sad existence. And that is something that brings me great joy. And by great joy, I mean I really, really, really like doing this, even though I don't always have time. Okay? Okay. Anyway, thanks, Gary. Thanks, Rainbow. My fucking computer's gonna die. Okay, I gotta go. I gotta go. So Rainbow's segment will go out, I'm gonna guess, the next show. Cooter Board Hair. I don't even know what that means. I'm really excited to hear. Okay, so leave an iTunes review. Thank you and God bless. Namaste. Namaste. Uh, changeofaddress69 at gmail.com. If you want to send in a segment, someone contribute. As Rainbow pointed out, it's a fucking ghost town. Okay, it would be great. And uh, Sandra D. Sanchez, Facebook and Twitter. Join the Change of Address Facebook page and fucking post something there. All right, too much to ask. Uh, I can't think of what else I want to tell you. I think that's it. Okay, if I don't hear from you, when am I going to hear from you? If you don't hear from me, have yourself a merry little Christmas or whatever the fuck it is that you celebrate. I think the point is to just treat yourself. You deserve a wee little tiny bit of kindness just for your own self in this season of giving. Don't forget to give to the most important person in the world, me. You. You. You.